0: Everybody, welcome back to the Ohioan Podcast Network. Craig Schaup here, and we have a very special guest uh, coming to us from uh, across the pond, so to speak. Uh, It's Britsburg Owen. Now, Owen, it is 1.30 in the morning over in uh, England. Tell us who you are. You're a Steelers Mm -hmm. fan? How are you a Steelers fan in England?
1: Well, Craig, thank you for having me on. Great to be here. Uh, Great to be on the Ohioan Podcast um I, well it started back in 88 um looked channel four and in the uk was showing highlights packages of the nfl just my dad and i turned it on one night started watching it got into it really loved it um then obviously because i started to love it thought right well i've got to have a team to support so did a bit of um because i'm a bit of a history nerd went back and looked over the history of the nfl um really liked the history the ethos behind the steelers the colors the smash mouth the in-your-face style um also the the city of pittsburgh that yinza culture was very similar to the place where i'm originally from in the uk which is uh sunderland uh so a very blue-collar working class um hard industry towns so i just felt so saw so many coincidences there and love the players and then over over history really got into like um the likes of rod woodson Troy polo james harrison james farrier just love the Steelers and so that's how I got into it, really.
0: Okay. Um, you know, it's kind of unique. You know, the NFL has tried to open up its borders a little bit and, and expand the game of the NFL. You know, we had the NFL Europe uh, that was pretty successful. I mean, Kurt Warner was a graduate mm. of NFL Europe. Um, did you uh did you kind of did this the country kind of get into a frenzy with football with NFL Europe or was it maybe when the NFL started playing games overseas that they got into it? When did you think England as a whole and the United Kingdom maybe even as a whole decided to really start getting in and investing in football? I NFL think there was... Football, not football.
1: <laughs> yeah, not, not soccer. Uh, there was, um, I think when it, when it sort of peaked and then fell off again, the, the London Monarchs were very popular at one time. Wembley was sold out and really got into it. But then... When NFL Europe died a death, it kind of NFL died a death in this country, and it was any sort of us loyalists that left were left supporting. But I think once yeah, once the games started coming back over here, um, i can going with the Dolphins coming and playing over here, and yep. Dolphins are still apparently one of the most popular teams in the in, in Britain because of that. Okay. Um, once once the actual NFL franchises started coming over here, and we started actually seeing the likes of, I think it was Marino at that time, and, and some real stars. That's when the NFL started to grow again over here.
0: You know, I know uh, one of the main teams that we see over there every year, and and maybe we should apologize for this, are the Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) Um, You know, how how big are the Jags over there? I mean, do people really love the Jags or are they just the, well, they're going to bring over another team to play them. So at least we have that. Or do they like the Jags?
1: No, no. From what I, no, I've no. Don't, I don't seem well. I've only ever met one Jags fan over here, um, <laughs> <laughs> who was very, 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 very. He was actually embarrassed by the fact that he was a Jags fan. He apologized for it. <laughs> um, I think, obviously, I think with the Jags because of Shahid Khan is the owner of Fulham as well over here, Fulham Football Club. Right, but yeah. No, over here, you see, I oh, see a lot of New England Patriots shirts, um Dallas Cowboys. Unfortunately, um, who else? <laughs> dolphins new york giants are quite a big franchise every i think because at the time you know when bill parcells was successful that's when the nfl grew quite big big in the uk as well so there's obviously some historical giants fans there and the niners are very well followed over here as well
0: what about the steelers i mean as a steelers fan do you guys have a a close-knit group of steelers fans or are you uh sort of a minority over there as far as the steelers fans go
1: Well, apparently, according to a survey that I said, we're about the 11th or 12th biggest franchise over here in terms of supporters. Uh, There are UK supporters groups on Facebook, um, six, seven hundred thousand members. Um, So there is like a small group sort of keeping contact over here. But I know that um, often at the UK games, you do see some people in Steelers shirts, even when the Steelers aren't even playing.
0: (laughs) Now, I have to ask, I mean, everybody on the podcast, if they listen, know that I'm a Detroit Lions fan uh how are the lions received over uh, across the pond
1: um sorry craig we don't really <laughs> talk about the lions very much i haven't said i know I, i'm quite cut to go if you said i've never met a lion's fan in my entire life over here <laughs> well you've got
0: one here and me today so we'll, there's that. There we go. we'll cross, cross that off your nfl bucket list uh, yeah definitely uh, tell us a li- you know you're not not you're not just a fan you know, I guess you maybe would be considered a super fan. You have a podcast. Tell us a little bit about this podcast, Owen.
1: So um, when I got into, when I really got into it um, and like just recently got inspired by listening to things like Behind the Steel Curtain and Locked on Steelers podcast with Chris Carter, so just thought, you know, I'm going to give this a go myself. So came up with using Anchor and just came up with my own idea of Britsburg voice from across the pond, just trying to give, an alternative take um, on the NFL a view from across here in England about what we think about, well, it's just obviously for the Steelers for me and trying to slip a bit of NFL news in there. So I've got that. And I've started my own YouTube channel now as well, which has got the same name. So just trying to build it up really and get into it.
0: Sure. Okay. Um, You know, from your perspective, you know, as someone that it's, you know, football's not the, you know, the sport over there necessarily uh, soccer or other football is and and maybe being I don't know if you're a Sunderland fan but uh yes you know, I am a
1: Sunderland fan Yes, think,
0: you know what what kind of perspective do you think fans have from England or from the United Kingdom what do you what kind of perspective do you think they have of, of NFL football that maybe a traditional American fan who's grown up on it and maybe has you know gotten a little too used to it you know you guys are still relatively new in in terms of how long the game's been there. I mean, is there, are there things that you guys kind of pick up on that maybe us Americans don't because we've just kind of been dumbed down because we've seen football for so many years. We just kind of accept what it is.
1: Um, good question. That um, I think, you know, there's a lot of respect around um, a lot of, sort of the fitness regimes over there. Um, a lot of respect around the, the coaching regimes, you know, you've seen a lot of our, our, our rugby clubs over here have started to take on very much, um, an NFL style approach to coaching. Now, you know, one of the local rugby teams down here, Wasps, which is one of the biggest teams in Europe, they've, they've got, you know, like an, an offensive skills coach now, a defensive skills coach now. So there's, there's certainly that, um, there's, there's obviously some mickey taking that goes on by some British British football fans, shall we say, right. of why you know why why are they wearing all the helmets and the pads? All the all the yeah, um, um, about that. that. You know, you know what's, what's you making one, one rule or, rule or, rule or rule you know you unique thing, thing that American football
0: has. That, that we never really, never really
1: understand, understand it or, it or kind of double take. So I said, again, "You broke up a little bit there." Greg. I'm sorry.
0: Um, is there like a, a rule, or um, you know, something that's that happens during a game either regularly, or that you maybe don't see very frequently, that you just kind and of don't, don't understand? It? It. Um,
1: I think, well. There's a couple of things, really. I think over in England, you really get all the stops and starts that go on. That's, I think that's one thing that holds the NFL back a little bit in the UK. Um, but in terms the of the rules, some of some the, of the I mean, rules the storm the storm thing thing this year has been absolutely ridiculous for me.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, one of the things that we want to talk about is kind of pick your brain. Free agency is upon us. Uh, right now, we're in the uh, legal tampering side of free agency where free agents can essentially agree to deals however they can't officially sign or trades can't officially go through until the league year starts well the Steelers have been somewhat active I, I guess you would say yeah. um, and they did find what may be their quarterback at least of the immediate future today here on Monday with Mitchell Trubisky signing yeah. now Trubisky of course was a former second overall pick of the Chicago Bears Had a pretty good record there with the Bears who didn't really necessarily rely on him to do a lot more so just don't lose us games. However, didn't really work out there under the Matt Nagy regime. Did have a good record. He ended up playing in Buffalo last year. Didn't really see any time, obviously, with Josh Allen under center. Didn't need to. You know, He signs a two-year deal. Looks like he's a bridge guy, not necessarily a, a starter for the next 10 years there in Pittsburgh. But what do you make of Trubisky kind of taking over for Roethlisberger.
1: Th- First, I was going to say that I just find it utterly bizarre that I'm calling it a legal tampering period. It seems very <laughs> oxymoronic that <That's laughs> how tampering could be ever considered legal. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But uh, no, in terms of Trubisky, I think that he is. I think he's the he's the right bridge guy for for the Steelers. I think realistically, the franchise is, is not in a position to go out and was never in a position to go out and get anybody of the big names that were out there you know i've said i know there was ro- rumors about rodgers and rumors about wilson and so on and shot deshaun watson but given the fact we've got so many needs um you know offensive line cornerback wide receiver in all those positions we need an inside linebacker. I think Trubisky is the right guy to come in and be that bridge guy for us. Um, I think he's the right guy to fit in the Canada system as well, because if you look at him, he's, he's more mobile than some of the other free agent guys. I mean, any guy who would possibly compare with him is Mariota. Um, but Trubisky is a lot more consistent than Mario Mariota. I mean, I read somewhere that Trubisky has got the fourth best winning percentage of active quarterbacks in the NFL. So, um, and, I don't think he was ever allowed to really show his full skill set in Chicago because they obviously were very much a dink and dunk style offence with their passing and they relied on Tariq Cohen. So I think he's the perfect quarterback for us at this moment in time to come in and and, and run the Canada offence and give Matt Canada the chance to actually show if his offence is going to work. So right. I'm, you know, I'm very optimistic about the Trubisky situation and I'm one of those people that didn't really want Mason Rudolph as my quarterback. <laughs> right.
0: You know, do you feel like even though you think Trubisky's a solid fit here, do you feel like maybe they might have benefited though from going after a Russell Wilson? Now, granted, looking at what Denver had to give up for Russell Wilson, that was a king's ransom that they had to pay. But I think we have seen here in the last, especially in the last couple of years, that you really need elite quarterback play to mm. make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, do you feel like Trubisky can give? Maybe not like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, or Justin Herbert-level ability, but do you feel like he can do just enough to get this team to the Super Bowl where you have a good run game, you have a good defense? Or do you think that if a Deshaun Watson becomes available and the legal issues are behind him and maybe a suspension's not an issue, do you think they should at least kick the tires on a a big-name quarterback or a Derek Carr, for instance?
1: I don't, I don't I'll be honest with you Craig I just don't feel that we're in the position to do that at this moment in time just given the fact that the line needs so much work on it the wide receiver core if we don't recite I mean we've got Juju Smith-Schuster out our contract we've got James Washington out our contract Ray Ray McLeod out our contract when I mean, realistically we've only got two really good quality starting wide receivers in Chase and Deontay um the cornerback situation again we, we could lose Witherspoon we could lose Hayden Trel Edmonds could be going as well. I think we've just got too many needs to sell the farm. It's not really the Steelers' way as well. The Steelers don't go for that sort of approach. They build through the draft. That's always been the way that they've done it in recent years. I mean, I know that wasn't the null way, but that's the way that Colbert's certainly done it. So I don't think that we're in a position that we're not... If we were one quarterback away from, from winning a Super Bowl, I would say, yeah, let's sell the farm. Let's go for Wilson. Let's go for Watson. But I think Colbert... Tomlin, Brandon Hunt, Omar Khan are doing it the right way. They're been, they're going to build up the defense, build up the line, and then in a couple of, in a year or a year or two years time, look to draft someone. I think then to come in to be the next Roethlisberger, the next franchise guy for us. And Trubisky just that bridge we need. I think.
0: Do you think that's possible that they draft a quarterback? I mean, they pick number twenty. Obviously, there are some you know players and positional needs that they can hmm. maybe address at number twenty, but let's say a Kenny Pickett's available or a Malik Willis is available, or maybe they like Matt Corral. I mean, do you think one of those three quarterbacks is, is going to be a potential franchise quarterback or would you prefer them to, to maybe wait on that young quarterback of the future for maybe next year's draft or a year or two from now?
1: Um, my, per- my personal opinion is I think we should wait. I think you've got a lot more promising quarterbacks coming out of college next year CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, JT Daniels, Sam Hartman, guys like that, I think are a lot more, uh, a lot higher quality than what we've got this year. And I think Colbert kind of hinted at it when he said that um, quarterbacks to have accuracy issues in college will continue to have accuracy issues in the pros. And I think as good as Willis is, he's He's ultra mobile. His accuracy is not great. Ritter another one, super mobile, but again, accuracy is not great. um Kenny Pickett, he's okay. His accuracy is good in the short game, but he's not got the long ball, uh, the long ball throwing skills that you'd want to open up a lot that Canada would need for his offense. And I, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of Matt Corral, so I wouldn't be able to comment on him. But I think we should certainly wait for next year.
0: You know obviously free agency has not officially started just yet, but is there a a free agent out there that maybe you'd love to to get like a ping on your phone maybe later tonight on uh, hey the Steelers are in an agreement with whoever you know is there a player out there that you're that you're really kind of clamoring for if they're gonna spend a little bit of that cap money?
1: yeah, I mean i was uh, I was disappointed that we lost out on Jensen and Ryan Jensen and JC Jackson and uh, Brandon Scherf. um really, they were people I really wanted to look at. Um For me, I think there's there's a couple of names that have that, uh, that interest me. Um uh, Dante Jackson, that's cornerback. Uh, I think we need a shutdown corner. I think I think we'll re-sign Witherspoon, but we need someone to play opposite him. That means we can move Cam Sutton into the slot where he's better. But I do think we need veteran leadership on the O line. I think we really do need to go out and get someone like a Toronto, Taran Armstead, I know he's still over 30, but the guy is experienced. I know you're gonna have to pay through the nose for him, but he is he is a leader and he's someone I think we need with with those kids on the line.
0: Absolutely. You know, obviously the draft, you know, several different options at number 20. They could go offensive line, they could go defensive if they want to. There's there's a lot of good young prospects, you know, to really sift through in this draft. Is there a, a guy at number 20 that you know you kind of earmarked or would you care if they traded up or traded back to to maybe target a specific player,
1: um, I think I don't think I don't think trading up is something they're going to do in this year's draft. I don't think the draft class are that high, that that, that talented. Um, I'd love to see someone like a Devin Lloyd fall to twenty. I think he's a complete linebacker. Um, I think if we're going to build the elite defense that we that that Pittsburgh Pitt, 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 let's face it Pittsburgh Steeler teams win Super Bowls when their defense is elite. If you look back over history the six league balls that we've won we've had brilliant defenses and nothing we need to go so someone like a devon lloyd uh, would be a good pick um jordan davis the guy out of georgia the big guy out of georgia um but certainly i think you know the inside linebacker position like devon lloyd it, if he falls to 20 would be a great pickup because where bush suffered last year i think was the fact that vince williams wasn't there and I think that physical presence was a massive miss for the Steelers last year, not having someone sure. like Devin Lloyd. If we, if we go offense, someone like Zion Johnson out of Boston would be great because he can play anywhere along that line. Yeah.
0: You know, it, it's one thing I forgot to ask you. You know, obviously you've been exposed to the NFL, but, you know, those NFL players obviously come from the college game. How, how important or how much uh, emphasis is the college game where you're at i mean do you guys get college football games are you able to you're talking a lot about some of these prospects that you know are up there in that first round grade uh how much exposure do you get in england on the college game
1: so um bt uh, bt on their bt sport channel they show college football okay. um i'm a my college team that i watch is penn state I'm a big penn state okay. fan um so i think it's really only mainly amongst us um NFL devotees that will then go and watch that college game. Cause obviously we like to look at the players coming through. So those are I think that's the way, you know, we've seen some good quality players and Penn State, i Jahan Dotson, people like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, obviously the, the Steelers have really been a model of consistency over the years. Um, it seems like, you know, even though Mike Tomlin's still relatively young, it seems like he's been the Steelers coach for decades, almost yeah. it seems he's never had a losing season on the sidelines of the pittsburgh steelers so yeah. my question here to wrap this up come 2022 yeah is mike tomlin going to lead the steelers to a 500 or better record well, i guess it would have to be a above 500 unless they tie but uh is tomlin going to continue that streak for another year with mitch trubisky as that main signal caller
1: good question um i think as long as I think, yes, if if we make the right signings, the right um, we re-sign the right players, if we can get Terrell Edmonds back, Akella Witherspoon back onto the defence, then yes, I think there's every chance we could be 500 or better this season uh, because I think the defence will keep us in it for long enough. Um, if you said Mason Rudolph's your signal caller, what are you going to do? I'd say 7 and 10, 8 and 9 this year. Most of the wins will be down to the defense. Okay. Do you think they're a playoff team with
0: if Trubisky, if everything sort of goes according to plan and Trubisky doesn't like lose you games, do you think this is a playoff team or are they going to get squeezed out into what looks like a very challenging AFC?
1: If I think if there's that word again, if um what the the thing that really encouraged me about the Steelers in terms of going for the playoffs is that the Tom Tomlin got an awful. Pretty awful roster last year to nine, seven, and one, and and with a quarterback that probably should have retired in 2019 to the to the playoffs. Um, and the fact that we've got Cam Haywood, we've got Minka Fitzpatrick, we've got TJ Watt, I just think, and we've got Najee Harris and Pat Freremouth. I think um that just for me, having those talents alone puts us in with a shot of still getting into the playoffs. Not I don't think we'll win the division. I think that'll go down to between the Ravens and, and the and the Bengals, but I think we've got every chance of getting a wild card spot. spot. Okay.
0: Uh, well, one light in the mood here. What? Who's your favorite all-time stealer, and maybe who's your favorite current stealer?
1: Favorite all-time, Troy Polamalu. Absolutely love Troy Polamalu. Just the way he played the game, the, the unconventional approach he took at times. You know, when he used to go and kind of leap over the offensive line to take out the quarterback um so and that speech he gave in canton was just amazing absolutely amazing um favorite current stealer um tj watt <laughs> the guy's awesome he's just a game wrecker
0: <laughs> he is well i'm a wisconsin badger fan um yep. so i can appreciate tj watt Consider he's a he's just a terrific player and his brother wasn't too shabby either too jj was great too uh for a very long time but uh well, uh, where can everybody find you, Owen? I mean, where can they find the podcast, your YouTube channel? This is your chance to kind of plug yourself away.
1: Thanks, Craig. Yeah, so um, my podcast, uh, Britsburg Voice from Across the Pond, is on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Google. Um, I'm having a few problems with the Apple at the moment. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel as well, Britsburg Voice from Across the Pond. Um, just go into YouTube and put that in. You'll be able to find it. I'm also on Facebook. I've got a group on Facebook, Pittsburgh voice from across the pond. Um, and on Twitter at Britsburg V F A T P, which is obviously the initials of voice from across the pond. So that's where you can find me. Um, talking from the UK all about my Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: All right. Well, that's, that sounds great. Can't wait to check it out. Owen, it was great to have you on here. Of course, everybody out there listening, there are plenty of ways here that you can support the Ohio and podcast. And we definitely, uh, Wish that you do, and we thank everybody for stopping by and listening to uh, a voice from across the pond, Owen. We definitely appreciate you. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Craig. Go to
0: sleep, get some rest for free agency.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm going to get some sleep. <laughs> right, Owen, school run in the morning.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we definitely appreciate Owen uh, staying up late with us, and we will see you around on the Ohioan Podcast Network.
1: Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast